Welcome to Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Duzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each episode, we explore the different ways your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and through your relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? In our last episode, we talked about optimizing your OS and how your core programming in your mind can really impact your reality. Well, this week, I'm going to give you a powerful, practical tool that you can use to optimize your OS. It's easy powerful and you're going to love it. You might start using it with your business and then once you realize how powerful it is, you're going to start to apply it to all areas of your life. This one simple tool can help you be more efficient. It can help you make more space in your life to do the things you love. And more importantly, it's going to make complaining a thing of the past. So here is a look at what you're going to learn today. First, I'm going to explain why perspectives are so powerful and so important. Then in our second segment, you're going to learn how to shift perspectives when surprises happen. In our third segment, you're going to learn how to use perspectives when you're procrastinating on something. In our fourth segment, you'll learn why perspectives are so important for entrepreneurs and then In our last segment, I'll give you four really cool ways that you can use perspectives. But first, I want to start with a story. Our story today is about a mother, her three sons, a bottle of oil, and the power of perspectives. So the mother sent her first son to buy some oil. She sent him to the shop with 10 rupees. Now this boy was the oldest and so it was her logical choice to send him to the store. But he was also a little bit of a pessimist. He knew exactly what his mother wanted because he was used to go to the store shopping with her. He purchased exactly what she wanted, he paid for it, and then proceeded to walk home. On the way home through the woods, he tripped over a branch, he fell, and half of the oil spilled from the bottle. He was devastated, and he returned home with a heavy heart and tears in his eyes to tell his mother that he lost half the oil. He was devastated, he was consumed by disappointment, and he spent the rest of the week telling everyone about what happened to him and how unfair it was. He was full of tears and consumed by disappointment. So the mother sent her second son, the optimist, to the store to buy oil. She gave him 10 rupees and asked him to keep it safe. He too knew exactly what his mother wanted, purchasing the oil exactly as instructed, and then he hurried home to present it to his mother. But on his way home, through the forest, he tripped and also spilled half the oil. He was disappointed at first, but he picked himself up, brushed himself off, and then realized that he had managed to save half the oil. And the scenario ended up being a good thing. After all, he could have lost all of the oil. He was the optimist son and always had the ability to see the good in everything that happened. When he arrived home, he presented the bottle to his mother 
and he was proud and excited and told her what happened. He said he had saved half the oil and he spent all afternoon proud of his heroic mission. Now the mother had a third son. This was her youngest son and he was very deeply grounded and he had a strong daily practice of meditation. He too went to the shop with the 10 rupees and he followed his mother's instructions very carefully. He proceeded to buy exactly what she asked him to and on his way home, he too tripped over the same tree, fell to the floor and spilled half the oil. He picked himself up. He returned home to complete his errand. He found his mother immediately. He presented her the half bottle of oil and explained what happened, full stop, and then asked his mother if he could head outside and find his friends to play. Three different boys, one scenario, three different perspectives. So let's talk about shifting perspectives. Wayne Dyer was always famous for saying, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And it is so true. So often we're stuck trying to change the way things are, which is so much work. A much easier way to fix something is to change the way that you look at it. Because the truth is, everything happens for a reason. But sometimes things are unexpected or they don't go down the way we want them to and this might seem really disappointing. We get stuck in the disappointment and we're unable to see the good that happened or the potential good that is going to happen. Perspectives are important because they're a powerful tool to understand and change your reality. When we're able to access them easily, this is a strong sign that we are growing and we're not getting wrapped up in the drama of something that wasn't planned. If we are disappointed by a scenario or if something doesn't go the way we planned, then we are tempted to engage in past telling. Now, past telling is an activity where we hold on to a story about what went wrong or of a negative belief or some sort of injustice. It's typically something that we tell over and over and over again. When we engage in past telling, we are playing small and we're holding ourselves back from living in the present moment. Here's a few signs that you are past telling. You are the victim in the story that you tell and you're trying to rally support from others about how you were wronged. You know, get people to take your side or feel really sorry for you. Second, it just feels really negative and you find yourself getting more and more angry and more worked up about the situation every time you tell the story. And lastly, when you are past telling, this is never usually a positive thing. There isn't ever positive closure to the story or any real constructive purpose uh, about why you are sharing it. It just serves to keep you stuck. Past telling is unconscious behavior and it is dangerous because it holds us back from living in the present moment. One of the most powerful ways to avoid past telling is to shift your perspective. Let's talk about shifting perspectives when we get surprised by something. Let's go back to my story in the intro about the three boys. The first boy, the pessimist, 
was devastated by what happened. He was disappointed at himself for not being perfect. He was angry at the tree, and he carried this anger with him. He recounted the story to his mother and anyone else who would listen. As a result, he stayed in the suffering. The second brother had the exact same thing happen to him, but he chose to see the positive in the scenario. He hadn't lost half the oil. He had heroically managed to save half the bottle. He took the half full perspective. And when he returned home, he had the positive perspective about what happened. He managed to make the best of the scenario. Now the third son, because of his meditation, responded with equanimity, neither a positive nor a negative reaction to the story. It just happened. He didn't need to shift his perspective because he didn't call forth a reaction to this scenario. So when something unexpected happens to us, remember, you have a choice. You can hold on to the injustice of what happened. You can tell everybody all about it and keep yourself stuck. Or you can be an optimist and choose to see the good in what happened to you. Or you can be like the third brother and don't let this scenario bother you at all. Often when we're in the middle of a scenario, we aren't always able to see what the good is or see the reason for it happening to us. And that's okay. You just have to trust that there is good or there is a reason for this happening. And you will figure it out down the road and it will make sense, I promise. Life is just one big giant adventure or scavenger hunt, isn't it? And I think Steve Jobs was pretty famous for his commencement speech where he said, you can't connect the dots going forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. And this is so wise because sometimes when we're really deep in something, we don't always have the perspective to understand why it's happening or why things aren't going down the way we wanted them to or the way we planned for them to. And this can be so frustrating. So if you ever find yourself in the middle of a scenario that maybe isn't going the way you had planned it to and you don't understand why, then I'd love to offer you a placeholder perspective that you can use until you are able to figure out the good in what happened. I call it the curious perspective and it requires three things. Intense curiosity, a vivid imagination, and trust, which is quite frankly a very undervalued trait these days. So when something unexpected happens to you, I want you to use these three things, curiosity, imagination, and trust. And instead of reacting with disappointment, go to the place of curiosity and say, hmm, I wonder why this is happening this way. Then your vivid imagination kicks in and says something like, well, maybe there's something even better coming that I didn't even foresee or think of. And lastly, and most importantly, trust kicks in. Trust that something better is coming for you and then wait to figure it out. And here's a little secret. The stronger you trust and the more faith you have, the quicker you will figure it out. In this segment, I want to talk about how shifting perspectives can help you with procrastination. 
Do you ever notice how there's certain tasks that you can do easily and effortlessly and others that you really struggle with or try to avoid? Now, a cause of procrastination is being addicted to the edge, which means that you love doing things that are new and exciting. So if you have a task that isn't new or exciting to you, then you might perceive it as boring. So you put it off and you procrastinate and you focus all your energy and attention on the new things. There are lots of reasons why we procrastinate, but underneath each and every one of them is a mental perception we have about the task, either about how we will enjoy it or the impact of doing it. And this perception is part of our mindset. It lives in our OS or our operating system. I know for me, sometimes I procrastinate on things because I think they're boring or they're tasks that I don't enjoy. An example for me is that I don't love working with data or with stats. I don't love analyzing quantitative data, but I love qualitative data. So if I could have one-on-one conversations with people to get feedback from them and really hear firsthand what their thoughts are and how something impacts them, then I will jump at the chance to do that. But to sit down and try to analyze data and figure out traffic stats, that's just not exciting to me. And so this concept is really important for entrepreneurs, especially for those of you starting out because you're going to be wearing all the different hats and have a lot of different responsibilities. You're going to have to do a lot of different tasks. Some of them you love and some of them you don't love. And since we're human, we tend to gravitate to the things that we love and the things that are in our comfort zone. And the impact of this is that there's going to be a lot of important things, necessary things that don't get done. I'm going to use an example I see with a lot of my coaching clients. I see this happen with a lot of service-based businesses. They avoid doing enough work to prospect or to find new clients, you know, filling up the pipeline. They focus on other areas of their business, other things that are fun, that they enjoy. But for some reason, they're scared of the client development or they don't like it or they don't think that they're good at it, so they avoid it. Now, there is a mental perception about this task that holds them back from doing it. This is something very common I see a lot in new businesses. So to fix this, we do the work to change their perspective, to get them to see how different things actually are. Or another way to address this is to change the action. So for example, maybe they're doing some form of client acquisition that they don't enjoy. So we take time to figure out what they don't like about it and then change that activity for something else that they would enjoy. Something that's equally as impactful that they'll be looking forward to doing. I see this with a lot of people who say they hate going to networking events because it feels really fake. So we can either A, change their perspective so that instead of going to a networking event where your mission is to (laughs) gather as many business cards as humanly possible, maybe we can try something different, more of a qualitative approach, where instead of just collecting business cards, you actually really try to make a sincere or deep connection just with one or two people who you really enjoy and would like to keep in touch with. 
Now, the other approach is to change the action. So instead of going to a formal networking event to network, you could attend a different type of social event that would allow you to meet people more organically, something that you would enjoy much, much more. And it would likely give you the opportunity to network in an informal way, which feels much more authentic to you, like a Toastmasters meeting or a social club or maybe a sports club. I have a client who does something brilliant to avoid the Monday morning dreads. You know how a lot of people dread Monday mornings and they don't look forward to starting their week? And then to make matters worse, we often have really boring and tedious tasks to do on Monday mornings. So what my client has done is that he starts his week off every Monday morning by playing hockey with a bunch of his friends. So he has something fun to look forward to at the start of each and every week. So let's check in with you. What do you think of Monday mornings? Do you love them or do you dread them? Do you have something fun that you get to look forward to every Monday morning? Or is there a least favorite task that you are stuck with doing at the start of every week? Is there an opportunity here for you to change your habit or maybe change your perspective? I'd love to share one of my favorite conscious business tips with you. When you're wrapping up for the week on Friday, make sure to take the time to create a very clear plan of what needs to get done for the following week. Now, it's important to do this when you have the momentum of the week going on, which makes it easy to have that vision and that clarity of what needs to happen the next week and what is a priority. Remember, it takes very different energy to be the big picture strategist and decide what needs to get done than it does to be the worker bee and execute on the tasks. So pick yourself something good and easy or a quick win that you can do on Monday morning to ease your way back into the work week. Or slot something in that you love to do, something that is really fun for you, and then leave your least favorite things to do for the afternoon or maybe for later in the week. Let's look now at how shifting perspectives will help you as an entrepreneur. And I'm going to use an example that I see a lot with my clients, rejection and hearing the dreaded word, no. Let's say that you hear no in your business sometimes, and this really gets you down. You feel frustrated. You feel rejected. Now, I don't know how this one simple little word with only two letters and only one syllable can be so powerful and impactful and discouraging, and yet it is. So let's check in with you and see what your current perspective is. What happens when you hear the word no? Take some time to really think about it. Either talk to someone or maybe write it down. Either way, get really conscious about how the word no impacts you. It might be that you feel like you're a failure and that nobody likes you, or you might worry that you're doing something wrong. Or you might worry that nobody actually wants to buy your product or service. If you hear no and then start to second guess yourself, this is a dangerous thing because it will impact you taking the necessary action for your business. So it's time to shift your perspective on how you see the word no. 
Remember that you should be proud of your no's, each and every one of them, because they mean that you're really putting yourself out there and you're being brave. Remember that your no's are directly proportionate to your yeses. It is a direct correlation. So the more you hear no, the more you're going to hear yes. When I first started doing corporate coaching work and um, professional development, an expert in the industry told me that only 30% of the proposals that they send out actually result in new business. So in their case, that meant for every seven no's, they would get three yeses. There is going to be a correlation. I promise you there will. I don't know what it is, but the only way to figure it out for you or to master it is to lean in and to do it. As Wayne Gretzky always said, you fail at 100% of the shots that you don't take. And if you do hear no, ask yourself, is there a way to make lemonade here? Can you leave the door open for later on? If they say no now, it might not be no forever. Can you plant a seed and ask them if they know someone else who might be interested or if you can touch base with them at a later date? Remember, you're mastering the art of selling and self-promotion. And like it or not, this is an important part of selling. And remember also that no can mean a lot of different things, but it definitely is not personal. Some people might be cash-strapped. Some people like to do a lot of research before they make a decision. I want you to wear your nose as a badge of honor. So I want to give you four different ways that you can use perspectives to recalibrate your mindset. Number one, change the way you look at things. For example, my story with the three little boys in the intro, you are always at choice about how you view that bottle of oil. You can see it as half empty, you can see it as half full, or you can just see it as a bottle of oil. You can choose the perspective. You choose, yes, you choose every moment of every day You are at choice about how you see things. Number two, mind your past telling. If something unexpected happens, and it obviously will at some point in your life, there's always a reason underneath that. If you shift gears into high-speed overdrive past telling and share this story with everyone you know and maybe even people that you don't know, you are choosing to stay stuck in that perspective of disappointment. And I'd love to give you a little bit of tough love here. When you engage in past telling and how you were wronged, you are clinging to a victim mentality. I'll say that again. When you engage in past telling and how you were wronged, you are clinging to victim mentality. And this is really dangerous because if you are choosing to be a victim, it's like wearing a shield that deflects good things from happening to you or from reaching you. They'll just bounce right off that shield of negativity. So the sooner that you can shift and let go, the quicker you'll arrive at the place that you want to be. Number three, take a meta view. And this is simply changing perspective to see the big picture view or the entire perspective rather than just looking at this one isolated incident. When you do this, you realize that maybe in the grand scheme of things, this actually won't really matter. Take an inventory in your life of what you have. If you have your health, 
roof over your head, healthy food to eat, you know, maybe it's not the end of the world and maybe you're not as bad off as you thought. Number four, peek into the past. I want you to take a look at your life and find a time when you were in a really disappointing situation that seemed like it was such a big deal in the moment. Looking back on it now, was it really? Was it actually the end of the world or did you manage to get through it somehow? Looking back on it now, how big of a deal did it actually seem? If you were able to get through that and handle it, then knowing this about yourself will give you strength and courage to get through what you need in this moment. So let's recap those four different ways that you can use perspectives to recalibrate your mindset. Number one, change the way that you look at things. Number two, mind your past telling. Number three, take a mad of you or look at the big picture. And lastly, number four, peek into the past. And it's time to start wrapping up this episode on shifting your perspectives. I hope you enjoy this episode and that you're ready to try out one of these new tools to find a more powerful perspective. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't ever miss an episode. You can do this either through iTunes, through Stitcher, or better yet, you can head over to the website and subscribe to the newsletter. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Remember that being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development you will ever go through. So be patient and be kind to yourself. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it.